is Off Script with Trish Glose. Intimate interviews and conversations with interesting people. And in front of my microphone today is Mr. Joe Moxley. Hello, Joe. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. You're one of the um, more interesting people that I know, so that's why I had Is that you. a good thing? Or? Yeah. And what's your, I guess, give me a give me a title. I mean, you're a kind of a buddy of mine, but what's a good title for you these days? Oh, man. Businessman, entrepreneur. Yeah, entrepreneur for sure. I'm always mixing it up and changing, so. You really are. Yeah. You I have lot, lots of things going on, it seems like, all the time. For sure. Okay, we're going to talk about that okay. in a little bit. First, where are you from originally? Uh, I was born in Paradise, California. Um, paradise, California. I know, isn't that cool? Like, it's kind of like, I was born in Paradise, no big deal. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, my mom's maiden name is Wright. And I'm always like, you know, Mr. Wright, I was born in Paradise. Oh, I love it. Right? That's kind, really, kind of works. That's really good. Uh, but no, uh, Paradise, California, grew up in, outside of Chico. Orville, Berry Creek, very love small Chico. town. Berry Creek, I love Chico too. It's a good, fun party town. Um, but yeah, I moved up to Oregon in 95. So I've been up here for a minute. Okay. How old were you when you moved to Oregon? Uh, 15. Oh, okay. Moved Ooh. up for high school. Wow, that's rough. Yeah. All right. Well, um, what, what was your childhood like? Crazy. It was crazy. Um, you know, we grew up with this, uh, my mother um, and my sister, single mom, trailers, you know, a um, little rough, but she did the best that she could. Um, and that's why I decided to move up uh, to live with my dad in high school, um, just support-wise, financially. Mm -hmm. So To make it easier on her? Yeah, both, actually. Um, I just knew to, to get a better education, to better myself, to, that I needed to be in a different situation. Really? Um, and that's just, you know, now my mom actually lives up here, and she mm -hmm. is the best mom. Um, she, like I said, she what she had to deal with was pretty wild, pretty crazy times. So um, to see her in the position she is now is unbelievable. Yeah. So. Well, I had a single mom. I've mentioned that before in this podcast, an older brother. Uh, it's hard. It's hard for them. Um, you know, she worked two jobs occasionally at times, and a lot of times she wasn't there. So we sort of had to fend for ourselves when we were younger. Um, it's it's rough. I mean, you make it work, and I know a lot of kids and parents who it's turned out just fine, but it's tough at the time. For sure. And back then, I was just actually talking to my sister about it today. It's, it was different times back then. You know, we used to ride the school bus, and if no cell phones, obviously. No. Nope. And so you see your mom like at the store, or the bar. We can literally just jump off the bus. You know, what I mean, there was nothing scheduled back then, so yeah. it, was, it was just kind of crazy. You just did what you wanted, really. Really, and and you were safe. Yeah, absolutely. There was there was no issue of. Yep. Um, you know, anything. And I, yeah, I mean, I got in trouble. My brother and I got in trouble when we were little, I think because we weren't, um, you know, looked after a lot, yeah. but I think that helps you grow up a little bit. You had a small town. Oh yeah. 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 So same thing. South Carolina. You, can't, you can't get away with much when everybody knows you. Everybody right? knows they your business. They all kind of take care of each other. Well, especially too. Yes. And you know, we went to church on Sundays and if I was caught somewhere or doing something I wasn't supposed to, my mom knew within hours. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, same thing. You know, our town, Berry Creek, there is literally a church, a school, the, you know, the general store, mm -hmm. literally called the general store, um, and a bar, <laughs> the Sugar Pine. So, I mean, awesome. that's, yeah, right? That's kind of what it was. So those are the places you'd be at. Yeah. You know? And most of the time, it obviously wasn't church. It was right. the bar. And, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I snuck out in the seventh grade with my friend, Melissa Sedovic, and we accidentally fell asleep at the house that we ended up at. <laughs> And the boy's mother called my mom the next day. I mean, it was just like oh, you really? could not get away with anything. See, our parents were all pretty cool with everything. Yeah. They were doing their own thing for the most part of the time. I remember in eighth grade, I actually drove my sister's car to school. <laughs> Parked next to the teachers. Nice, Went really? to school, teachers didn't even care. Didn't even say anything. No way. Yeah, and then that's kind of the town it was. You know, We had one yeah. sheriff that would come up once a week, Officer Graves, I remember him. 
Um, but that was it. It was just like kids kind of did what they wanted. We walked uh-huh. the whole town, you know. Very cool. Your sister's older or younger than you? Older. Older. Three years older. How did you yeah. guys get along? Good. Well, actually, back then, you know, brother, mm-hmm. sister type stuff. Uh, she moved up with my dad before I did, a few years before. And then when I moved up here, she actually moved back. So we never really lived in the same town that mm-hmm. much growing up until recently. She just actually moved up here. Right. That's um, probably why you guys get along. We get along very well. Very well. Um, I, I think I have a lot of respect for her. She kind of mommies me. Mm-hmm. My whole family kind of mommies me. Um, Do you need it? I'm not mad about it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm spoiled for sure. Uh, but they've always looked out for me and been big big supporters and everything mm-hmm. I've done. So so you moved up here when you were 15 and here, just like the Rogue Valley? Uh, yeah, my, my dad and stepmom lived out in Weimar, okay. on the Rogue River. So small town to small town. For sure. And I was supposed to go to the high school in Rogue River. And I believe, I hope I'm not butchering this, but the teacher got busted for running like a meth lab through the school. Again, this is like 94, 95. Whoops. Yeah, so my dad's like, all right, this is the first time I've ever had you in my life. I'm not going to send you to school. Something happens. You go mm-hmm. back to California. Mm-hmm. So I actually ended up going to Cascade Christian. Oh, okay. So I lived in Weimar and made the trip every morning to Jacksonville. Wow. Yeah. That's quite the commute. Yep. And who made that trek? They carpooled okay. in the beginning. That's nice. Um, and then obviously once I got my driver's license. Yeah. So yeah, we, there was a group of kids that we'd all carpool together. Was that a shock kind of go, going from you know a town where you were pretty much kind of footloose and fancy free, then now going to Cascade Christian, was it a little was I, it a little shock for you? Yes and no, because the school was smaller. Mm-hmm. So you kind of still had that small feeling of a school and, and, and the student body and everything. The difference for me was growing up in California, some of the teachers were just there at the school and it wasn't the best school. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're dealing with some pretty bad, rough kids right. and situations. Um, so going to Cascade now where the teachers actually really cared, like you'd miss a day of school and they're like, you okay? Are you good? And oh, you're like, nice. you notice I was gone. Right. So that was a shock for me, you know, and it wasn't until, and it wasn't, I didn't go there because of religion based. I went mm-hmm. there because my parents wanted to make sure I went to a good school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked, I liked the religion part of it. I kind of fell in love with the whole school. I remember it wasn't until like my junior year, my parents said, okay, here's, here's the deal. If you actually want to come back to try Rogue River out, we'll buy you a new car. Just the oh. amount of money they'd be saving in tuition. Sure. And at that point, though, I was just, I already had the friends. I really yeah. enjoyed it. So I'm like, nope. I'm nope, staying. Yeah. So what were you like in high school? I was, and I focused on sports mainly. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of, I, it's kind of funny because people see me now with all these tattoos and everything and they can't picture that I was, I like to think I, I was pretty athletic, but. Okay. What'd you play? Um, basketball was my sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I did basketball, baseball, track. Um, most athletic two years in a row. No big deal. Boom. It's, it's in the yearbook if you want to look it up. <laughs> um, so yeah, just definitely sports. I was never the best at, at school itself, just mm-hmm. grade wise. Um, I was I was into to athletics and art for sure. Did you have a plan in high school of like, this is what I want to do when I grow up, or were you just kind of floating? Floating, floating for sure. Yep, no plans, swinging it. Okay, so what what came after graduation then? Uh, graduation, um, I thought I was going to go play college basketball. Okay. And I was talking to a couple small colleges. Um, I ended up getting my commodities broker's license um, with a company called Great Pacific Trading Company in Grants Pass. Okay. And so I did that, and that was kind of really early morning because you're dealing with the New York hours and everything like that. And I did that, I want to say, for the first year I was going to college at the same time, just the mm-hmm. RCC in Grants mm-hmm. Pass. And then I realized this college thing was not for me. And I was already looking at, a, I thought, a decent career in front of me. So I quit school, 
focused on that, and I was a commodity broker for five years. Okay, commodity broker, what is that? What does that look um, like? You know, you're familiar with stocks and bonds and all that. Yeah. Commodities is the other side of it, which is faster moving. Um, it's the day-to-day -day things. It's okay. the, the pork bellies, the orange juice, the crude oil, oh. the gold. Mm -hmm. um, it's just very quick moving market. Um, there was a movie called Boiler Room a while ago, and yeah. that's kind of, or uh, Trading Places, yeah. Dan Aykroyd, mm -hmm. that's kind of that. Were you good at it? Um, I eased my way into it as in, I was like a, they called it a paper trader. Basically, we just kind of, I taught people how to trade. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually I became like a discount broker. And so you, it's one of those things, you just give people advice. I thought I was good. I wasn't like way into it like a lot of the brokers there. Sure. But it's always a double-edged sword. You give somebody advice and they're investing their money. If they do well, they pat themselves on the back. If you give an advice, they do bad, it's your fault. Right. You know, um, and this is before online trading got big. Mm -hmm. And so we were a full service brokerage firm. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall with that as soon as online trading came out. You know, we're doing trades at 55 to 75 bucks a, t a turn. Mm -hmm. Online comes out, it's like, hey, five bucks. And Crazy. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, another broker and I teamed up and bought coffee shops. And that's how I kind of got out of being a commodity broker. Okay. Did that sort of um, get you... I mean, because I feel like business people, entrepreneurs, are just really good with with numbers and logistics and, you know, sort of problem solving, I guess. But did that help you kind of in your future ventures, you think? Yeah, I think every, every step in life, yeah. in jobs in, yeah. in general, kind of leads you to where you're at now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, I was young at the time compared to the, the majority of the people there, and I looked up to them, you know, and it was one of those things, getting up early, ironing your clothes, wearing a tie, you know what I mean, kind of living larger than you are to put off that uh, yeah. that look. And um, I don't know, I, I really did enjoy it. I actually ended up being the janitor there too. So I'd come in super early in the morning because I'm like, why are we paying somebody else to do it? I'll do it. No way. Yeah, I was just kind of hungry and very motivated. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm like, they're making money, I'll do that, so do that you, job too. You came in and cleaned the place in a suit? At night, yep. At, really? No, I would, not in a suit, <laughs> sometimes actually. But uh, yeah, so I'd get there early and leave late. That's that's crazy. That's awesome though yeah. too. I think it's that it's that whole you know dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yeah, for sure. Kind of philosophy. Yep. Um, so then you got you said you and someone else bought some coffee shops. Yeah. Like like. We took. It was actually the funny thing is I remember when I went to RCC, um, the last semester I was there when I realized I wanted to quit. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I just basically quit paying. Um, I'd go to the, some of the classes, but. I was not getting good grades. I was just there to write it out. Right. And it came up where I owed more money. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to, I'm out. So they're like, well, you can never come back here, blah, 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 unless you pay and all that stuff. I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. Well, I think five years down the road, I ended up buying the coffee shop inside the college. No way. So I'm like, I'm back and you're giving me money now. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. yeah, the coffee shop was inside RCC in Medford. <laughs> and then they expanded and opened up the White City location. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then we started that coffee shop. Um, in there as well. Okay, all this was about when? Uh, this is probably about 2002, 2003, somewhere okay. around there. So when did it hit you to start sort of, you know, Moxley Media? When did that come about? That came years later. Okay. So the coffee, I had the coffee shops, uh, then kind of fast forward a little bit, I really got into fashion clothing. Um, I had a friend in uh, California that uh, she has, she still has really cool stores in Chico and Orville area. Mm -hmm. And I was spending a lot of time down there and going, all right, this is what I want to do. Right. So I started clothing a uh, company up here called Go Lucky Clothing. It was a store, um, had that for a couple years. And that got me interested in actually making t-shirts because we were trying to get all these brands that Medford hasn't seen yet. Mm -hmm. um, and in doing so, I was just, I was contacting new clothing lines coming up and things like that. They'd send us samples and these samples were kind of crap. 
Some okay. of them were really good. Some of them not so much. And then I'm like, I can I can do that. Right. I can make crap, you know. So yeah, I got <laughs> I interested. I can make better crap. Yeah. And so I got interested in that, and that's where I got into screen printing. Okay. So I had the coffee shops, had the clothing store, started a clothing line called Medi Clothing. Mm -hmm. Go figure. Nice. Medford, Oregon, represent. Um, and then that kind of slowly led the way um, to Moxley Media, just screen printing wise. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always kind of designed and did logos for other companies and, and things like that. So it just kind of made sense, you know, years later. Well, yeah, I was going to ask because you, you've created some of these mm -hmm. designs. So you're, I mean... I don't even want to say somewhat artsy. You're very artsy and creative when it comes to that. I don't consider myself an artist because I have a lot of artist friends that are like amazing artists. Um, I'm that type of guy that I, I don't know. I, I'm good at putting things together, knowing what you want mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, but it, artist, not so much. I don't know. Okay. Well, and with Moxley Media, though, that, you know, if someone has a logo or something that they want on anything, mm -hmm. right? Yep. You guys can do that for we can. them. Yep. Okay, and anything meaning, whether it's like a, a hydroflask. I printed my, my Chevy Chase wearing one of my t-shirts on this, you know. Oh, Back I like that. Day. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we can do bottle printing, stickers, t-shirts, hats, hoodies, Very cool. banners, you name it, you know. What is it with Chevy Chase, you and Chevy Chase? Uh, you've seen my tattoo. Right? Yeah, well, we're going to talk about tattoos. He's got the, um, it's National Lampoon. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Yes, uh, tattooed on his calf, yeah. Chevy Chase. What is it about Chevy Chase? Uh, it just reminds me of, again, when I grew up in California, I'd come visit my dad during Christmas, mm -hmm. uh, spring breaks and whatnot, and summertime, and that was just my dad's movie. He loved Chevy Chase. He was a huge Chevy Chase fan, and so being a kid, idolizing my dad that I, I only got to see you know two or three times a year, mm -hmm. and then watching this movie, and it, there's a lot, my dad's a lot like Chevy Chase, uh, humor-wise and stuff like that, and I just became a huge fan of the movies, and mm -hmm. um, I don't know, it connected me with my dad, I think, and then, sure, why sure. not, Chevy Chase is the man. Yeah, and so, um, I, well, I love that, and it's kind of just, I think we're going to talk about tattoos, too. A lot of people I know who have tattoos, it's just, it's something to remind them of something for or, sure or just to have it there always because they don't I don't know if you don't ever want to forget it's like you know just sort of like paying homage to absolutely these yep. things so when did you get your first tattoo uh first tattoo I got when I was 18 okay yeah what'd you get I got a dove on the middle of my back okay and yep. it for what it was kind of religion based at the time um it was something I'm like all right if I'm gonna put something on my body what will I continue to want mm -hmm. um and you know obviously I settled on that okay and then it's just sort of snowballed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that is, it, to me, I think you talk to people now that, that don't have a lot of tattoos or only have a couple. It's very important, obviously, to pick out the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even the shop I have now, if people come out and, you know, they're like, I'm not quite sure what I want. It's like, well, go home. Think about it. Just don't get something too crazy. Unless you have a lot of tattoos like me. Right. Now I'll just throw anything on me. I, right. It really doesn't matter. Right. I know that sounds bad, but obviously you, you appreciate more if you have less of them and the more you get, it's just kind of fun. Right. Even the random ones are still meaningful, but they are random. For sure. I mean, because you have random ones, but they're there's always a story connected to them. Yeah, for the most part. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Do you even have an idea of how many tattoos you have right now? I do not. I just tell people one. Because I get the, that comment in the store. It's like, oh, you have a lot of tattoos. Like, oh, I only have one tattoo. Just one. Just from my neck to my toes. Yeah, they all bleed together. Yeah, so I, I do not know. Uh, I tried figuring it out, like, I don't know, five years ago because I was just, like, tired of the question. How many hours? How many tattoos? Mm -hmm. And, like, I honestly. It's hard to figure it out because you count, like, each finger as a tattoo. Do you mm -hmm. count each time you go in? But does that count as an outline and right. you come back in the color? It's just, it's a mess. I don't know. Well, and then who, I mean, how do you even start that process of counting tattoos? I mean, that's like a... You got to get a little naky for that. Yeah, it's and you true. have to have someone just start counting. Yep. I, 
could be awkward. Connect the dots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, did you ever face, because I think, I want to say there's a stigma with tattoos, but especially if someone has, like yourself, tattoos mm-hmm. from literally neck to your toes. Yeah. Do you feel like, or did you ever feel like people looked at you differently? Yeah, it's different nowadays. Um, when I first started getting tattoos, it was way different. Uh, this was before the TV shows, before everything mm-hmm. kind of made it better. Back then, you're a biker, you're a drug dealer. Right. Or there's know. something wrong with yeah. you. Yeah. Nowadays, I all get an old lady at a store that comes up and be like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. I love it. And Aww. you're like, oh, cool. That's nice. I've always said tattoos have made me a better person in, in the way that before they became this acceptable, we're talking, <clears throat> you know, 10, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. I'd be somewhere and I'd see a lady kind of give me the evil eye. Mm. And I'd want to win her over. Like, mm. I'm not a bad guy, actually. I know you don't like this. But I'd be like, you know, it, to me, it'd make me go out of my way, ask her how her day's going, kind of try to make that change. I don't know why I did that. Maybe it is because I like to think people like me compared to just judge me. But um, I've always thought it just made me a better person to have them. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. weird. Well, and um, I think the other thing with tattoos, too, you're right. It has completely changed. It's not so much this... You know, like, I think we used to see people with tattoos all over their bodies, and it's like, oh, what a freak. Prison, prison yeah. Show. yeah, or just, yeah, <laughs> something. Like, he's clearly messed up. But I just, it's just not the same. It just doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll still judge people. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Let's be real. If I see somebody with tattoos, face tattoos, things like that, I'll judge them. But now it's more so judging them on the quality of the tattoo. Right. Like, all right, that was that was done in the kitchen. That was done by your homeboy. That wasn't done in a nice sure. professional shop. Um, Braden hit. We were at Hearts mm-hmm. and Hops, uh, whatever, a few Fridays ago, and he was a judge for the mm-hmm. competition. And that's he, that's what he said the entire time. I'm walking around judging people. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're not. You're judging the food. Stop being silly. Um, so speaking of tattoos, you opened up a tattoo shop a yes. while back. Yep. Tell everybody about it. So it's in uh, Jacksonville, Oregon. I opened it up with Johnny Smith, uh, just amazing artist. The guy is unreal. Um, and I wanted to take over the business side of it. I did tattoo um, years ago, and I'd like to say I wasn't good. I had fun doing it. You were a tattoo artist. Yes. Well, I wouldn't even say artist again. <laughs> wait, wait. Where, I dabbled in it. Where did you? I did it wrong. Where did you? Uh, where did you do tattoos? Uh, Locally. Place, yeah, but not at, ever at a shop. Oh, okay. I was doing it completely wrong. Okay. Um, I've done you know hundred plus tattoos, but uh, I've done some of myself. Right. I got this guy and. Um, I did my own stomach. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, as with Johnny, seeing it like a legit, true artist, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to let him focus on the art side and let me focus on the business side. Um, and it was my one way to get into the tattoo industry mm-hmm. without being a bad tattoo artist. Um, and <laughs> we've had a blast with it. I mean, Jacksonville was awesome. I was nervous about Jacksonville when, you know, when we started planning on having a shop there. Right. Uh, we have a lot of clientele that fly in from out of town for, to see Johnny. Um, and we wanted a place that they go stay to bed and breakfast, go wine tasting, go shopping, oh, and then go, hey, I want to book and come back here. Um, and it's done great. It's done really good. Where did you meet Johnny? I met him at a tattoo convention in Portland. Okay. Yeah. And he's known around the globe. Around the world. Yep. For his tattoos. Yep. We have another guy here. Um, I'm not even going to say his name because I always get it wrong. Up in Grants Pass. who's Jeff also, Gogway. Yeah. Who's also known around the world for. He is, if not within the top three artists in the world. I mean, he's unreal. And so these two guys are in Southern Oregon. Yeah, crazy, right? They okay. used to actually work in the same shop in Grants Pass. Um, I have a lot of respect for Jeff. He's, uh, I think the majority of artists do. I mean, this is a guy that's done it right. You know, he's he's definitely somebody to look up to. Well, it, it's quite an honor, too, when 
you come to a tattoo artist and you have this grand plan of what you want, maybe it's a full back piece mm -hmm. or whatever, and you're choosing them to ink you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a huge honor, I these, would think. These guys get to that level too where they, they get to do their style they want. They've done such a good job that everybody mm -hmm. starts recognizing for their style. Now they get to be a little bit, you know, picky mm -hmm. on, you know, these guys aren't going to be doing cover-ups. They're not going to be doing a little piece. They want to see, you know, a full. Well, they're artists. They are, for sure. Yeah. Do you think Johnny would do my podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because yeah. he's, I mean, his life too has been fascinating. Oh, it's crazy. So you guys decided to get together and open up this tattoo shop. Yes. And was it sort of match made in heaven in the beginning? Yeah, I mean, like any business, you're going to have your ups and downs for sure. Sure. Um, but like I said, we, we have respect for each other and, and what we have, what we can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's been it's been an easy partnership, it really has been. Okay. Uh, tell me some of your favorite. I know we're talking a lot about a lot about tattoos, but tell mm -hmm. me some of your favorites. That I have, or that, just that in you general? have, that you have. Um, let's see here. A mustache is like everybody's Let's done do it, it now. Yeah. You know. But you were probably was, one of the first. I don't know if I was one of the first. Let's just say it's let's an just old say school Vegas tattoo, but it's just a fun one. Right. It's a fun one. Um, I have Biggie Smalls, and I like to I like to uh, on my toes. So I like to call my Biggie toe, and then on my other foot I have my toe pock. <laughs> uh, little portraits done by Kay um, at Salty Dog. Love them. I have little pigs went to the market across the top of my feet. Um, I have a lot of fun tattoos. You do. I have a chicken chicken bone that says "Ain't no thing but a chicken wing." Right. Um, I don't know. I have so many just random ones. My buddy. Oh, this is a new one. Dumb and Dumber. It's not finished yet. Oh, nice. That is a good one. <laughs> when did you decide to do the neck piece? Um, that I've had the neck done, gosh, I don't know. It's probably been three or four years now, mm -hmm. I think. Did it hurt? It did. Bad. I drank a lot the night before. <laughs> Go figure. I, th I think that would make it worse. It did. I, well, I don't know. So obviously they always say it thins out your blood. She could tell instantly that I, I drank that night before, maybe because I was just like grumpy. And, but uh, hung over. Yeah, I think we did like five hours on the neck and it got to the point where she's like, I'm done. Like you're just bleeding. Really? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yikes. So the next time I'm like, all right, I'm going to be healthy. I'm not going to stay out late. I'm mm -hmm. not going to go drinking. And I did. Got up, made oatmeal, you know, did the whole nine. <laughs> oatmeal? To, yeah, whatever it was <laughs> to make sure I was ready for this tattoo. I still just as bad. Really? Yep. Okay. Nothing changed. Well, I will tell you though. Right on the Adam's apple, mm -hmm. when she was tattooing it, I started humming. Really? And I had to wave my arm and told her to stop. I'm like, I'm not making that sound. Like it was just automatically did it. It was the weirdest thing. That is weird. Yeah. That is really weird. Um, and your fiance is now. She's not a tattoo artist, but she's doing something so cool. Yeah, she's doing microblading. Yes. So that's basically semi-permanent tattooing of eyebrows mainly, but you can do your lips. You can do eyeliner. Um, yeah. It's so neat. She's doing great. She really is. Um, she's kind of traveled uh, like four or five different states now to study this. And I think she's going to be killing it here in Southern Oregon. Yeah, because it's something that um, a lot of women actually and men look for. And the services up until recently have kind of been scarce. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just like I think with anything in the beauty industry, not that Southern Oregon's behind a little bit, but it mm -hmm. is. But also the rules and regs in Oregon are a lot stronger. Uh, compared to like California, right. so you do have to, they do have to be licensed tattoo artists, which takes time and a lot of money. Um, but the cool thing I think with that in in this state is that it means people pay their dues. 
or actually know what they're doing mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, they're cleaner for the most part. Yes. Um, so it's kind of nice to be able to go to a professional shop and knowing you're going to be taken care of right. Well, where does she work out of? Sweetwater. Sweetwater. Okay. Yep. So if anyone's interested, contact yeah, Sweetwater. Yeah, absolutely. She's booking out quite a bit right now. Awesome. Um, but yeah, definitely hit her up. Okay. Um, I was writing notes about you, kind of things to talk about. And one thing that I wrote down was you're kind of, you're not kind of, you're the guy who knows people. Yeah. I'm the glue. You really are, though. I mean, you agree with that yeah, statement. Yeah, for sure. Because you, you know, anytime we talk about something, you're like, oh, I know a guy. Yeah. Or I know I know this guy. Or you know someone who works at a bar, and then all of a sudden you have, like, a drink on the yeah. menu. Yeah, there's a lot of the homie hookups, you know what I mean? Where it's like, yep, I know that guy. Yep, let me let me take care of this. I don't know. I, I take pride in that in a way. To me, it means you've obviously treated people right. Mm -hmm. If they're going to continue talking to you. Mm -hmm. um, if you can call in favors. Um, I've sponsored a lot of bands with my clothing line over the years, so I've got to meet a lot of people, and I just stay in contact with them. Um, mm -hmm. So if it's concert-wise, and I see somebody's going to play in Portland, and I know who they are, but I know my buddy would rather go see them because he's actually a huge fan, I'd rather kind of hook so those cool. people up. So I don't know, I get a lot of... You make a lot of connections, though. For sure, absolutely. That way, and you do it happily. Like, if someone's looking for, you know, fill in the blank, you're more than willing to hook those two people together. Definitely. Definitely. I think, and I think that's what a true community member is. Whether you're a commissioner or a police officer, it's about making connections and getting people together. Absolutely. Well, I think it's one of those things too. If you come into something and you're thinking, "Oh man, I wish I needed help with this," and mm -hmm. somebody can actually do that for you, it's kind of the same concept, you know, just like reach out to that person. Right. I'm making it sound like I'm like really putting a heart into this. I really don't. I just, <laughs> I just know people. I know, but I think you, but I think you're more than willing. You know, a lot of people don't want to share their contacts or yeah. their connections, and you're just nah. I don't care. Yeah, you'd be surprised with a lot of these bands that come to Brit and things like that. You reach out to these people, and I usually know them through other bands. Mm -hmm. But it's like, hey, do you want to get stop in and get a, a free haircut with my buddy Daniel that owns a a, a place in Jacksonville? Do you want to get some tattoo hookup? Do you want to get some beer from Opposition Brewery? Do you want to right. get you know some coffee from my buddies that own the coffee shop? They're like, heck yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So it's like one of the, they have the day off or something like that. And they're being treated. And I, to me, I would think these big bands get treated like that all the time. And they're like, no. Like, yeah. this is amazing. Like, heck yeah, we want shirts and beer right. and clothes and And wine it's just and... good karma, too, at the yeah. end of the day. Yep. Just good karma. Um, so speaking of drinks, I know you love rum. I do. You're a rum guy. You recently, um, there's now a rum drink on the list at Jefferson Spirits? It is. And I last I was told, it's almost out. What? So I know. I know we need hey, to get what down is, there. How did this happen? Um, I had Do I knew nothing about it. I know a guy. Um, I didn't know anything. Uh, I didn't know they were working on it. To be honest with you, it, That's all cool. of a sudden it was just done, mm -hmm. and which was cool. It was kind of a lot of respect. I was like, wow, like people know. Obviously, I drink rum. Yeah, I didn't know they knew that much. Um, but yeah, it's on the menu, and we, we had a chance to go down there, and I brought some family down there and try it, and it is amazing. It is good. Yeah. It's kind of like a rum and coke. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, with lime. So the whole rum and coke. With, as soon as you add a lime, lime to it, it's a, a Cuba Libre. Right. And so, you know, it's just I've always had fun saying that. It sounds fancier. I feel does. like I'm getting my money's worth. Right. Um, but, yeah, you add that lime and it makes that much difference. Um, why have you decided to stay here? You're very successful. Again, you are very good at connections. Why have you decided to stay here? Um, a couple reasons. Obviously, I have kids here. Um, and I think it's a great place to raise a family. Mm -hmm. um, it's sad to me seeing people from the Medford area that their goal when they graduate is to leave. And I get it. I think at that age is the right time to leave. Go out, spread your rings, do whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. um, and the majority of them do come back. 
Um, but I would like this community to start being a community where people want to stay here mm -hmm. and build it up and compared to having that bad thought in their minds of like, I, it's something better is out there. Right. But it obviously says something for how good it is that people come back. For sure. And every person that I've known that has traveled here, whether it be bands or celebrities or people I've talked to and show them Applegate and show them around, they're like, this place is unreal. I, I want to move here. So that, you know, like I said, that says something for, for the Valley. I agree. And I think, yeah, for those kids, go away to college and then kind of the, I want to go home and start a business and yeah. and work and maybe in the, eventually have a family. So it's, it is pretty neat. Yeah, for sure. All right. We're moving on to the final three. Best advice you've ever been given. Oh my gosh. Um, best advice I've ever been given. I know I should have prepped you on yeah, this. Yeah, for for reals. We can we can come back to it. <laughs> yeah, let me think. Let me okay. ponder. Okay, well, if go... it's the best, I don't want to ruin this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just decent advice you've ever been No. <laughs> be prepared, obviously. <laughs> That's good. Ooh, throwing me under the bus. Yeah. Um, be prepared to <laughs> prep my guests. Um, if you ever left this place, Southern Oregon, what would bring you back here? What would you miss the most? Um, the people, for sure. For sure. You know, I used to work at Costco. I did marketing for Costco for five years through the span of owning businesses. And everybody's like, oh, you, you miss Costco. I'm like, no, but I miss the people at Costco. Mm. I miss the employees, you know? Like, I love running my own businesses. Um, I'm stoked to wake up every morning and do that. But people that I've met, whether it be in the coffee shops, the clothing stores, wherever it is, it's the people that I connect to. And there's been great nice. people here. Awesome. Um, and then if you were ever given a final meal mm -hmm. and a final drink what mm -hmm. would that be well obviously the drink we know we uh meal uh my mom's mac and cheese it's unreal it's it's, i'm assuming it's homemade oh right? of course yeah it's so good okay yep does she do anything fancy to it or um it just... she does on the top of it she does um oh what is it it's a cereal oh really she sprinkles on the top and i can't even think what it is but it's like yeah. cornflakes or something it's yeah it might be cornflakes actually yeah. I'll have to ask her. That I'll would make her. sense. Like I don't know. The crunchy. Whatever it is, it's it's amazing. Yum. Okay. So back to that first question. Uh, best or really good advice you've ever been given? Um, I always remember funny advice uh, from my dad. And it's always, look before you leap, still waters run deep. Hmm. Or piss in the wind and see if it spins. <laughs> so... <laughs> That is good. That is good. But life's, life's short. Eat dessert first. You know, there's all those good yeah. ones that he would, he always told me. Yeah, but they stick with you. They do. Clearly. Absolutely. All right. Very cool. If uh, you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. We're also on Google Play now. Check out the video portion of this podcast at ktvl.com. Just click on features and then off script. Joe Moxley, thank you very much. Thank you. Always a pleasure.